Welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me tonight, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger, as always, if you've been listening. <laughs> uh, but we've got uh, some some good news for you. Some, I don't know, if, you know, depending on how you take it, maybe some not as good news. But, uh, you know, we've had a, a major coaching change. So I, I think it's to be expected. There's a lot of Tiger fans who are excited. Some are kind of... Uh, hurt by by some of the changes taking place but we'll discuss that uh also we have early signing day approaching us this week it's on the 15th uh lsu has some some uh some steady commits that have reconfirmed again some that we might be able to to pick up by then uh we'll talk about that as well and uh i don't know i don't know if you guys noticed but uh lsu basketball is still undefeated the only sec team that can say that at this point um, they were in the hoops giving class or the hoops giving classic. I don't know if that's what it was, uh, but they, they won this week. Basically. That's all you need to know <laughs> on the road in Atlanta against Georgia tech. Uh, we'll cover that as well. But before we, uh, before we dive into that delicious meal, I want to see how you guys are doing. Hope you had a good week. I know holidays are coming on, uh, you know, your attentions, your, your energies are probably going in different directions. You know, thinking about what you're going to buy the family, your uh, your significant others, all that. Um, how how you guys holding up? Uh, pretty good for me. It was an interesting Saturday without college football for the most part. They had the Army Navy game, but a uh, little bit of a a down day. Watch the LSU basketball game. It was an exciting one. They stressed me out for a little while, <laughs> and, but thankfully they pulled it out. Um, so that was fun. And then yeah, overall doing pretty good. Um, in the middle of the Christmas season and about to be in the the midst of bowl season coming up here this week, but uh, yeah, doing, doing fine. Yeah. It's good to be here. Good to be talking with you again. I'm just hoping for Christmas to come early on, uh, on uh, early signing day, but I don't know if that's, that's, we'll get into that. I'm not sure if that's what's uh, what the cards have for us. Right. Are you, you thinking there could be like a, a major flip, something maybe we haven't perceived yet, or just, you know, it's going to be, well, we know who we're getting, I don't expect anyone other than that. And hopefully we don't lose anyone that we are expecting. So, uh, you know, in a way you could look at it as, you know, no news is good news. I, I kind of think, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, I, we'll talk about it kind of more in depth when Daniel gives us his, his traditional recruiting update. But <laughs> I think that uh, for all the listeners who just like to listen to the very intro and then just turn it off, uh, I think the best, the best thing that could happen is that we get everybody who we think we're going to get and nothing else happens. <laughs> Right. Right. Well, um, Tony, you mentioned uh, getting who we're going to get because LSU did get uh, some some coaches nailed down and uh, they they also lost some. We kind of thought, you know, that was going to be expected. But I, I think many Tigers fans, myself included, thought there was always going to be a place for Corey Raymond. And I don't know, maybe also Kevin Falk. Because he was, uh, you know, he he kind of came around right before Saban. Like he, he was part of that the last Jerry Donardo years where, uh, you know, they they started to get good with recruiting. They upset number one Florida back in '97. But I mean, he went had a great pro career. You know, went a title or two with the the Patriots. Came back was with with player development. And then he became the running backs coach. But I don't know. I guess none of that is gonna matter. Uh, he's not been asked to stay on to coach. It's, it's kind of unclear to me. Uh, they, they said they may have asked him to stay around in some other capacity. I don't know if it's going to be like before where he was like, you know, just 
uh, involved with player development. I don't know, something like that. But he's gone. Corey Raymond's gone. I know you guys may have had some, uh, you know, some initial thoughts on that. I, I did. Then, you know, kind of, I thought about it. It's like, well, you know, we asked for a change and yeah. uh, we, we sure got it. And, you know, the, the, the head coaching change was what we wanted. I think everyone was kind of immediately pleased with the, the head coach no- nomination, but it's like everything after that, I don't know. I guess Tiger fans want to, want to nitpick. I'm okay with, with it. Uh, I can have my thoughts on it, but I'd love to hear you guys speak on it as well. Cause I don't know, you know, you could, you could really go either way. Um, were you guys in the camp of, Oh my God, I can't believe we lost Corey Raymond or were you, were you more of the opinion of, well, you know, I wasn't going to last forever. I'm, you know, I guess, I guess it makes sense. I mean, I wasn't, I, I was, I was surprised, but I'm not, uh, some people were acting like sky's falling. I don't yeah. think that, I don't think that any, I don't think that really anything's going to change for us. LSU's had, good DBs and been DBU before Corey Raymond was here. Uh, yeah. They were DBU and had good DB, DB recruits while he was here. And I think we'll continue to do that. Um, the, the guy who Kelly brought in carry carry uh, cooks, right? Yeah. Like he, you know, I think he's got a good reputation. I think he, I think he'll be able to, to do a lot of the same things that Corey Raymond was able to do. Um, and I think we'll be okay. But mm-hmm. uh I was, I guess I was surprised because you kind of think of him as an LSU guy, but Billy Napier made him associate head coach at Florida. And we all, and, and I, I mean, we just saw who, who LSU's associate head coach is, is probably the other side of that core, or definitely the other side of the Kevin Falk coin that you're kind of alluding to is Frank Wilson. So uh-huh. um, there's only so many spots you can have. Like, and I think that, I think that trading Frank Wilson for, uh, Corey Raymond is actually, I think it's a, a, I think we come out on top on that side. Yeah, it was, uh, I agree with you surprising, but maybe not shocking when there's a new head coach, there's the changing of the guard and these type of, uh, changes happen so regularly in college football. It's hard to expect people to stay on for much longer than their own due time. They have their own career choices and, and progression. And we already see Brian Kelly and, and the rest of the the staff, turning over a little bit i think it'll be interesting we still haven't heard much news regarding the coordinators uh whether durante jones um and jake Peets will be retained or released uh maybe their prospects aren't looking too good or the search is kind of still out for replacements in there so um i'd like to see what happens with that but yeah i think it's it's fine these lower kind of quote lower level coaches are important especially to um players because that's often who they form the deepest relationships with both in recruiting and uh as players so these things matter um but it'll just have to take some time to see how the whole pyramid gets constructed under brian kelly yeah yeah uh I'll, i'll be upfront and honest with you guys when i first heard about the Corey raymond news yeah, was, I, I felt like it was another small loss mm-hmm. uh, this year. But, you know, when you sit back and think about it, um, you know, they, when you do ask for a major coaching change, that's, that, you know, that's always a possibility. But I, I think for me, and maybe th- this could be true for other LSU fans out there, it's like when you heard about the news of Corey Raymond, of all people, because that's the guy that's been like a stalwart for 10, 10 or so years. Like no matter who's, I mean, we only had two head, three head coaching changes, uh, miles to Orgeron, Orgeron to Kelly, but you know, it's like from miles to Orgeron, 
uh, I mean, that was only one coaching change and he stayed around, but I, I think it was just his, the length of his tenure that has, you know, a lot of Tigers fans concerned. Plus it was DBU, but I mean, he did not create DBU kind of like what you were saying earlier, Tommy. I mean, if you want to give credit to any one individual, I, I guess you could say that would be Ron Cooper, who was the guy that held that position before Corey Raymond, who left to go to the NFL. And Corey Raymond just held the position perfectly. I mean, he did great with recruiting. He did great with, you know, de developing the DBs. But I, I, I can't say that because he's gone, that doesn't mean we aren't still going to have DBU. I did some research on Kerry Cooks, and I mean, he's definitely got, you know, plenty of guys in his uh, – in his past that he's created that have gone on to the NFL and he's done fine. Uh, if you look at some of the times where he was a coach and a defensive, I don't know if you want to call it co-defensive coordinator, wherever he was, because uh, he, he, he's held those positions. Uh, the defenses were good. They were good. Um, he hasn't been officially named though. I, I just, he's been brought on. It's been kind of ambiguous, right? As far mm -hmm. as what he's been brought on to do. So I'm wondering if they're just waiting for the end of the bowl game for Durante Jones to finish that before they officially name him something specific or whatever. But uh, I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, I, I guess from what I'm trying to say is with possibly what other Tigers fans were feeling was the fact that you lose Corey Raymond. Okay. Now this program and me, uh, you know, it just, it feels naked, you know, cause we've been stripped of everything else of any semblance of our last success, you know, whatever that connected one from the last, so it's, it's, we're starting completely over and I, I get that, but I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, it's like, would you have taken Brian Kelly and Frank Wilson if you knew ahead of time, or would you have taken Orgeron, but still kept Corey Raymond? You know, I think most people would have said, ah, I'll take Brian Kelly and Frank Wilson. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it's a no brainer. And, and I mean, you know, you said, you said we're, we don't really have any of the pieces that brought us the success, but actually like, I mean, Frank Wilson is the one who recruit, who recruited True. countless, countless, countless big time stars at LSU that came from Louisiana. Yeah. He was named recruiter of the year. I twice. Think. Yeah. Twice. Like, I think that if, if, if we, you know, I could totally see us pulling something out of our hat in recruiting, maybe not, maybe not Tuesday. Cause I mean, he just got named last week. So that's like, you know, that's that's a pretty pretty quick turnaround for him, but I could totally see February we pull we flip somebody who you would have never thought because people just especially Louisiana recruits like they have a, he knows how to connect with them he's got he's got a respect he's got a name that people when people say when when they tell you oh Frank Wilson's coming he wants to talk to you people listen and I think that that the hiring of him adds instant credibility to this Brian Kelly program. I, I was, uh, I was speaking to somebody and uh, the day that he got hired and, uh, and I said, did you see that we hired Frank Wilson? He said, yeah, that means he's, he's all in meaning Brian Kelly's all in. Like that's a hire you don't make if you're just here to collect that hundred million dollar check and say, you know, what, let, let's see if we can win a few games. Right. Um, especially you pull him away from a head coaching job. So that's, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, it must, and it, I think that shows a lot about what Brian Kelly's trying to build too. I mean, he must have been able to sell a vision to Frank Wilson, some of something greater than because I don't, I don't know if necessarily we assume he's going to be running back coach, which actually kind of ties into what you're talking about with Kevin Falk, um, taking some, you know, stepping away from from the program right now. Um, you assume he'd be running back coach, although he's coached multiple 
positions and he's been a head coach. So I think he can kind of fit in almost anywhere, but let's just say he goes to being running back coach Um, going from being a D2 head coach at at McNeese to uh, a position coach at, at LSU. I don't, I feel like that's almost, I mean, that you could, you could see that as a downgrade. You know what I mean? Right. You could, but he also got like a, a 300% pay raise, I believe. No, I know, but, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying like, you don't, I, I think that, um, I think that there's something, I mean, obviously he said something that, that Brian Kelly, when they had these conversations said something to him that, that resonated with him. Sure. Because I remember people talking about Frank Wilson for years, especially after he got, he got fired from UTSA. Oh, can he come back? We need to bring him back. And he didn't, he can't, he went to McNeese. I'm sure there were conversations had, I'm sure maybe Ed Orgeron, Ed Orgeron, a man who had him on his staff at Ole Miss. Uh, I'm sure that was, that was something entertained. Right. So um, I, I, I think that there's, you know, I, I'm excited about it. And I think as far as Kevin Falk goes, I've heard, you know, Kevin Falk has obviously had a very tough year this year with the loss of his daughter. Yeah. And I've heard that, that he was considering taking a step back anyway. And okay. that, um, I don't. I don't think it's the media is saying. You know, the, the headlines say Kevin Falk fired from LSU or Kevin Falk let go. I don't think it's that way. I, I don't have like an exact quote or a, you know a, a firsthand encounter. But I, for everything that I've heard and the people I've talked to throughout the entire year, just talking about Kevin Falk, he had a you know had a very tough year, especially with the way his daughter passed away, and she works at the football ops center. Like yeah. she was there the morning of at the football ops center and then goes home and, and passes away. I think he'd been, he'd been considering it. And I can totally see Brian Kelly sitting him down and saying, Hey, like I want, I've, I've got to hire Frank Wilson. I want him to be a part of our staff. You have a place here. We'll we, we I, I want you on this staff, but I, but I, I know that you've had thoughts about taking some time off. So I'm going to move forward with Frank Wilson and we'll let's work it out. And it's kind of giving him the option and so I wouldn't be surprised if I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to being player personnel or, or maybe another position type coach or something. Um, or if he says, you know what, I'm going to take some time off. And I think that's, uh, you know, either way, whatever's best for him. Yeah. yeah but exactly. I don't, I, I, I 100% do not uh, think that he is being forced out of the LSU program. Right. No, I think by the simple fact that, you know, they want to retain him in some capacity makes you, makes you believe that, you know, it's like, yeah, they don't want him as running backs because, you know, that's probably, you know, Frank Wilson's go-to if, if he was, you know, other than just recruiting. So that, that would make more sense to me, but yeah, it's like, if he, if he had any doubts, like if he wanted to take any time off to go, you know, I think that's Brian Kelly's way of saying, go do that. You know, you've got a place here in some capacity, just, go do what you need to do and that's fine uh but again you know, that goes back to what we were, you know we were saying it's it's going to be complete change you know you know brian kelly could have just said i'm going to clean everybody out here mm-hmm. start from scratch and just leave no old you know old stones here uh but he didn't i mean he he's going to hold on to kevin falk hopefully and you know to, to some degree but he's uh he's obviously not going to have Corey raymond which we discussed um, he has brought in some of his own guys, but he's going to retain Brad Davis, which I, I don't know. You, you could look at, look at that either way. Um, and he's going to coach our team in the bowl game. And he gave a very you know, heartfelt speech about representing, cause he's going to be LSU's first black football coach to coach a game. I think, I think uh, you're right. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's, it's just going to be this one game, but 
uh, it seems very inspiring to him. And he's, he's, I think he's all, all, all in for the program as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's going to be retained. They are getting rid of Tommy Moffat though, which I don't know. I, I think that's another one of those guys that have been here for, well, let's just say the, the last 20 years, the last three titles. Um, you could say, well, you know, it's time to make a change there, but man, um, guy's been there for, you know, longer than most of us have been following LSU football. So, uh, I mean, there's that, but it, yeah, I don't know. The, uh, the new guy, Jake Flint, he came in, he started already. He's, uh, you know, already put some videos out. Um, you know, it's, it's on with the new, right. Um, uh, I'd say if you're, if you're, I, I don't know if there's an American expression, uh, I know the British say, if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. Basically, if you're in for a penny, you're in for the whole dollar. And uh, I'd say with this coaching change, with any changes, that's that's my mindset to it. You know, if you're going to be okay with Brian Kelly coming in and changing things, you got to be okay with anything he's going to do, right? Just just got to let it happen. Yeah, you know, it's a, it it's uh, we all wanted this, so yeah let, let the man work and, and we'll see the final product, you know, on the field, but, um, I'm, I'm okay with, I'm okay with moving on from Tommy Moffat. I'm okay with moving on from, uh, Corey Raymond. It, yeah. If that's what, if that's what needs to happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. Daniel. Any I, know, I, I agree. And, um, this'll, this'll be something that plays out over the next months to year, probably uh, going into next season. So, excited to see the coaches that are there now get to work, how they start building those relationships and developing players uh, and to see who else comes into the fold. Um, (laughs) And and then we we got plenty of players coming and going as well. uh, Unfortunately, unfortunately, but you know, it could also be fortunately, uh, you know, with the changing of the guards, some people that, you know, may have wanted to, opt out, transfer out, whatever, not, you know, decommit, whatever. I mean, we did have a couple of decommits, right? Uh, I know we lost uh, Dakotas Crawford um, and a couple others, but uh, I don't know. I I think we, you know, maybe might get looked at differently by guys that, you know, didn't think LSU was going to be a fit for them based at least on the last two years. But, um, and this kind of ties into the one last coaching, uh, notification i wanted to get into before we get into you know where else you goes from here as far as recruiting with uh early signing day coming up this week and that's brian poley and uh he was named special teams coordinator and he put out a tweet basically to anybody and everybody you know he had nice graphics up there of guys that have transferred into lsu and, and had success um but it, i don't know it's just weird to me because it was like hey uh we're LSU and, you know, we, you know, we could use some players right now. So if you're thinking about transferring, you know, maybe just, just give us a call. It, help it was, wanted. Yeah. It, it was just, <laughs> that, that's it. It's just the help wanted aspect of it to me. That was just kind of like, well, it's just not really who we are, but I, I guess for right now, uh, you know, all hands on deck type of thing. Cause you know, we could barely fill up enough team to, to do a practice a few weeks ago. If you remember, uh, I, again, I guess I'm okay with it. You know, it seems weird, but, uh, you know, what if we get another Jabril Cox or, you know, God forbid a Joe Burrow or something like that, or another Jamar Chase, who knows, uh, or that next, you know, o- O-line guy that's going to uh, solidify the line and protect our blind side for mm-hmm. whoever's going to be our quarterback next year. Uh, I don't know. I'm okay with it, but what did, what did you guys think? I, I, yeah. I mean, I thought it was fine. I, I agree with you. It is, you, you don't, I, 
you don't see Alabama going out there saying we're Alabama and we're open. For, come on over. Like, DM's open. They don't, they don't really, uh, you know, J- Jameson Williams didn't need to, didn't need to see a uh, help wanted sign to know that he wanted to go to Alabama. But yeah. um, I mean, you know, this, this roster we'll see, we'll see how deep this roster is and what, what, like, I mean, imagine who, who's going to start quarterback for us. I mean, we kind of buried the lead on the, yeah. um, on the big news of Max Johnson entering the transfer portal, which we missed on last week's episode. Yeah. So our, I mean, well, our, no, we didn't miss it. Like it didn't, it hadn't happened yet. Well, before. yeah, I understand. I, I missed in terms of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we also didn't leave the program or we didn't leave the podcast with it either, which, you know, there's so many things going on. Yeah. Max yeah. is, Max is kind of down the line. Unfortunately. It, it, some, some would say it's a, he's kind of a minimum instead of a maximum. <laughs> but, but yeah, that news I don't know if, if it was shocking. I was pretty surprised because I thought uh, yeah, I was. I, I did, definitely didn't expect it to happen like before a bowl game. And I remember we had talked about last year, like which like we're going to lose at least one of the three of TJ Finley, Max Johnson, and Miles Brennan. And turns out now we might lose all three. Um, as, as Miles announced, he was transferring earlier this year. Although now with Max's departure, maybe he he second he guesses him, himself and thinks he can beat out Garrett Nussmeyer and or Walker Howard for a starting job. Uh, so the the pot just continues to stir. There, it's really all just a mess. Um, who knows who's in the pole position or coming along or whether, like you mentioned, if we get a transfer quarterback, I mean, they got big names in the portal. Quinn Ewers, the number one quarterback in the country, Spencer Rattler, um, Dylan Gabriel from UCF. Uh, so that's just something wild. So, I mean, we might see a all Garrett Nussmeyer bowl game against Kansas state, which will definitely be interesting, but yeah, he, you know, he will have to burn his red shirt. Yeah. Play that game. That's the crazy that's- thing. That's what I was going to say is I can't believe Max isn't at least sticking around to the bowl game because, you know, if he wants to transfer somewhere, that's fine. But, like, why do it now? Because he's you – know, everyone else is – any place that he would probably want to go that he thinks he would be better off, you know, it's it's not going to be, you know, some D2 school. It's not going to be less than LSU. I, I'd seen some rumors that he was looking to go to Florida State, which is where his dad, Brad Johnson, yeah. played. I saw well, South Carolina. Too. Yeah, that could be the case. I mean, there's plenty of appetites out there for a, a at least a game-managing quarterback, which um, is if kind you, of what Max ended up being to the most think, extent. I mean, I know I know we're not any good. And, like, I, I know that we, we literally fired our coach in the middle of the season, and, and we've had the two worst seasons in LSU, like, history since, like, the 90s and all that kind of stuff. But – don't you think we're better than Florida state and or South Carolina? Absolutely. Like, why would you, I, I don't, I mean, I get it in that. I mean, Max Johnson has had three or he said, he's, he said two offensive coordinators, right? Yeah. And neither of them. I mean, obviously Insminger actually did kind of work out for him. I mean, he, he was fine. He was who he was. He was fine. Pete's did not work out. He's good. He's looking at for his third year. He's going to have a third offensive coordinator, new head coach. I, I can and and but but do you, now he's going to move and he's going to be he's going to have a new head coach and a new offensive coordinator. <laughs> he's going to have to relearn where the campus, where everything is on campus, wherever he goes. Yeah, it's like why, like why? I, I get I, again, I get if he wants to transfer, but why not stick it out for the ball game? I just don't get that part. Maybe, maybe he he may still remain eligible to play in the bowl game. I don't know. I don't think he's playing. Yeah, but he's not going to, he transferred, he decided to transfer. I mean, there's not really any point, in it, I guess, um, but wow. yeah. 
And I'll have it, I had a quote. I had a quote that I saw, and I wanted to ask you guys if see if you recognized it. And it kind of has to do exactly with this. And uh, this quote came out, uh, I think it was today or yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you recognize it, but I, but it deals with what we're talking about. And I want to see what you, A, if you know who it was, but B, just you know what you thought about the, the thoughts about it, because we've dealt with this the last two years. Uh, you can go back longer than that, actually, because I, I think Leonard Fournette sat out a bowl game, yep. right? Yeah. All right. So this was one of the first high profile ones to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And this was before it was a thing before COVID. So this was the quote at when a coach was asked about, well, I guess I gave someone of a way they, it was a coach. They, they're asked about, you know, players sitting out of the bowl game. He said, you've got an obligation to the place that helped build and develop you and finish it out in the bowl. That's part of it. You owe it to your team. You owe it to your fans. You owe it to your coaches. And it's the most bizarre thing in the world to me. Somebody says, well, I can't play one more game. You know, they think they're going to have a, a storied 10-year NFL career, and then they can't play one more college game. Well, that's just ridiculous. I mean, if guys go to the NFL, they'll make the Pro Bowl, and then they'll make it, and they'll play in the Pro Bowl. It, you know, it's one of these biggest absurdities that I've ever seen, and it's selfish, too. You guys know who said that? I'm not sure. Is this is like Nick Saban or something? <laughs> uh, go a little bit west. It was, uh, it was Mike Leach. Oh. Yeah, who you know kind of left one of his teams before a bowl game. But that's I don't know, maybe that's beside the point. But I don't know. What do you what do you think about the thoughts on it? Because I, I could kind of agree with them. I know there's guys out there making financial decisions, not not only for themselves, but you know, for their families, really. Uh, a lot of these guys, they're gonna be making more money, some of them, than the rest of their families, you know, for probably their whole careers combined. So I, I don't know. Uh if I get his point though. It's like, it's one more game. And you know, if it was a national champion, here's the thing though, is if it was a national championship game, I don't think that would be the issue. And I think that's where I side with him. It's because if any of these players that are opting out for some, you know, the Outback bowl or the, uh, the pull on weed eater bowl, music city bowl, whatever it is, you're not really playing for anything other than, you know, the, the, the gift suites at that point. Right. And just, right. so, so yeah. Like, do you, do you fault the players? Do you, uh, do you like say, Hey coach, chill out? Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm just wondering what you guys thought about it. I, I think that, I think that the Max Johnson situation and then kind of what you're talking about, I think they're two, two separate things. I think Max is just, I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that his, his brothers is, you know, a, a recruit right now. And not anymore. Was, he, he committed. Yeah. No, I mean, no, I mean, he's like, he's a recruit for college football right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he'll be maybe signing uh, this week or, you know, could be signing uh, or will definitely sign by February. Um, yeah. They were, they were pretty much, you know, always a package deal kind of thing. Like, like he was committed to LSU almost as, as soon as he got an offer because Max was there. So it almost, it almost makes it so Max is kind of going on the recruiting process with him. Um, I'm sure he's going to start taking these officials with his brother and they'll, they'll start looking for a school together. So maybe, you know, if he's practicing for bowl games, he can't be looking at schools, which I get, but to put, to ask ask your question, I don't like it at all. Like, yeah, I I think it's, I I think it's bad. I, I don't think it's good for a team. I think it's bad for the game, but this is, it's kind of like what Nick Saban said um, about the NIL stuff or whatever. He was like, well, this is what y'all wanted. 
when, you know, the media is asking all these questions about NIL and do you like paying players? Do you like this? Do you like this? Like, it doesn't matter what I want. This is what y'all wanted. This is what the fans wanted. So I, you know, I wouldn't, it's not my game. It's not my college football, but yeah, it's especially a negative, I think for the viewers experience as well, because you want to see the biggest players play in the biggest games, which is the bowl games. I mean, even if the cheese at bowl, isn't like the pinnacle of college sports, I mean, you want to see some exciting competition. Yeah. And if the best players from both teams are on the sidelines, then there's it loses what appeal it already had. Um, I mean, it's understandable if you're a projected first round pick, who's going to get a big signing bonus, you don't want to get hurt. I mean, that does happen, but I mean, what's the the likelihood probably not too high. And I mean, if you put on big game, then you might even bump your own stock up who knows. Uh, so it's sad, but I mean, it's just like Tommy said, kind of the current state of affairs, but uh there's always some new freshmen willing to take their place for the most part. So I guess that is a positive. Maybe we don't even have any freshmen. We're going to have have walk-ons playing. (laughs) Yeah, we will. But Hey, you know what? Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Um, So with national signing day coming up, uh, I feel some of the names that LSU has had, I feel like they're solid commitments. At least, you know, they've pretty much come out and said, so will Campbell, you know, Walker Howard, uh, you could even say, um, Emory Jones, Emory Jones. Thank you. Uh, you know, now there's some other names are surfacing. Um, you know, and then there's also the transfer portal, like, uh, Brian Polian has, uh, reached out to, uh, supposedly there's some offensive tackle out of, uh, FIU Florida international university. That's taking an official visit to LSU. But you know what, before we start diving into all these, uh, specific details. I, I feel like we should throw it to to Daniel, our uh, our recruiting uh, analyst here on Talking Tigs, since he's probably got all the particulars that you know he's he's got everything that Tommy and I could dream forgetting about. Daniel, aren't you do you uh, do you feel like you could catch us up to speed on on some of the some of the talks, some of the uh, the confirms, or some of the maybes here before early signing day? Yeah, so I'll kind of run down the list and abbreviated form as to, to not try and bore everybody, but uh, yeah, national early signing day is this Wednesday on the 15th. And so that's when uh, these decisions will be made. Letters will be signed and uh, LSU will be pumping out the graphics of all, the, of all their new players. Uh, the, the graphics interns are getting to work right now, but LSU's current class as it stands, we have 11 commitments, including one kicker. So really 10 like position players <laughs> and, that's much less obviously than the maximum, which is 25. I think at our peak before the kind of rash of recent decommits, we were around 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've dropped a little bit from that. Uh, and all that's kind of combined to put our total class uh, in terms of like composite ranking at 25th in the country, which is not exactly where you want to be for a prestigious program. We've had top five classes the past two years. So it's a big fall from there. Obviously, there's still plenty of time to pick that up between now and February um, with a lot of the people who had kind of decommitted recently due to the uncertainty in the coaching situation uh, who still could be pretty firm on LSU, just kind of taking a, a breather on that. So we'll see how it plays out. But like we mentioned, um, we'll probably get signatures from most, if not all of those 11 that I mentioned, um, and then very likely few others. I don't think there's going to be many surprises, people jumping towards LSU, Uh, There may be a few surprises the other way, people leaving. That's happened also in recent years. 
Uh, the big name players that we've got on the list right now, uh, two five stars, offensive tackle, Will Campbell from uh, Monroe, Louisiana. We've talked about him a lot. Uh, number five tackle in the country. And then uh, Walker Howard, quarterback out of Lafayette, uh, number five quarterback also. So they kind of headline the class. We had safety Jacoby Matthews committed to us previously, but he's since decommitted. Uh, and some people thought he was uh, an A&M lock to flip there, but it still seems pretty open. So hopefully we can get him at least by February. And then the, the four-star list is pretty short as well. Um, only four four-stars committed right now. Terrence Welch, cornerback out of Acadiana, uh, offensive lineman uh, Emory Jones from Catholic High in Baton Rouge, uh, corner Jadarian Rhyme from Georgia, and then linebacker Demario Tolan out of uh, Orlando, Florida. And then we've got a few three stars kind of rounding out the list. One thing I think is interesting is that we have no wide receivers currently committed. Um, this was a position where we had a lot of recruits come in the past few years, which may have something to do with this. Um, we had two decommit last last week. Right, yeah, we had two uh, wide receiver recruits decommit, as well as Deion Smith, current wide receiver transfer out, a freshman who had had some flashes this year. Um, so we'll see if we pick any of those up. The big one to watch for is uh, Shaz Preston, yep. who's the number three wide receiver in the country out of St. James. And so he's just down the road and seems to be an LSU lock, but he hasn't just committed yet. So barring a, a shock there, um, he'll definitely bolster that up. And then if we were to see kind of some of the, the other big names commit, uh, Quincy Wiggins is a D lineman from uh, Baton Rouge. Who's also a four-star who's kind of been iffy on his, his uh, commitment to LSU, but that could be in play um, as well as Trevante citizen running back from Lake Charles, who I believe was committed before and then walked his back also. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the big rundown. Um, I mean, the heavy hitters in, in general, uh, Bama, Georgia, A&M, Ohio state all have top classes as is tradition. Uh, it's unfortunate that we're not right up there with them, uh, but they look to be bringing in the, and bringing home the bacon as well. Um, and that, that's kind of a general rundown. Um, I don't know if Tommy or, or Scott, if you had anything to, to add on that. I think that, I think the thing to watch for also is like, I just pulled it up on, I clicked on Daniel's computer. Notre Dame was, was the top five class as of right now. I wonder if we'll see any movement and I haven't seen any so far, any, any, you know, uh, rumblings, but players, we, we lost Aaron Anderson, the great wide receiver out of uh, New Orleans, because he said I was I was committed to Coach O. I wasn't committed to LSU. Yeah, and he's since committed to Bama. And he's committed to Bama. How many how many play how many players who are in that top five class for Notre Dame are were committed to Brian Kelly, not Notre Dame? I think that's something worth worth thinking about. I can't I don't have any names right now, but I would say don't be surprised if somebody who was committed to. Notre Dame ends up not signing with them and maybe ends up flipping to us by February. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, well, I'll say this too. Uh, Daniel, some of those names you've mentioned, Frank Wilson has already visited <laughs> since yeah, he's he, already been with Trevante citizen. And he was with uh, Shaz Preston too. He went to see, uh, is it Taiji or Taigi Hill? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, uh, I don't know which, uh, yeah, he went to see Taiji Hill too. So I, I think Frank is on it. You know he knows the 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 importance of the situation and what what LSU needs, which is basically everything and everybody. Uh, but they've you know they there's you know there's the transfer portal too, which there, there's some guys they think they could probably get. Uh, maybe that that offensive lineman out of uh, FIU, but I, I don't know. There's uh, you know there's other guys leaving too. There's somebody out of uh, 
Well, I don't know. There's plenty of quarterbacks out there. I don't know that that's if that's going to be Brian Kelly's route because my guess is if he knows anything about recruiting, he knows who Walker Howard is already. You know, that was uh, that was one question I had is like he he knows who Walker Howard is. I would imagine if he's a number two quarterback in the country. Well, he recruited him to Notre Dame. Right. So so he knows who he is. So it's like, why would he recruit against that? Right. Like he, I, he could bring in somebody, but you don't know if they're going to be the next Joe Burrow or if they're just going to be, uh, you know, uh, like a Rob Bolton or something, you know, just somebody that just kind of comes in and it's just, it's a body because Garrett Nussmeyer is the only QB we have on scholarship right now. It's like, he could take a transfer. Sure. But that could just be his, you know, just to have a body here. Cause uh, it's like, you could bring in Walker Howard. Sure. But like another freshman, like that's going to be our, our, our next saving grace. I, I don't know. It's like, can you, can you really put it on two freshmen? I don't, I don't think we're bringing in another freshman in this class, but I do think um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get somebody in the portal who's like a senior grad transfer or, you know, wants yeah. to play one year and go. Yeah. yeah. As I don't think we've seen enough from, from Nussmeyer. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see something in the, if he does play in the ball game, I don't think we've seen enough from Nussmeyer to say he's going to be the starter. You don't want to make, you don't want to, play your true freshman unless you absolutely have to in Walker Howard. So I wouldn't mind, you know, now with Max leaving, it's like maybe miles does look a little bit better than he, than he did before. (laughs) You would bring him back just for the, for the bowl game and next year, maybe like he, well, I don't think, I don't even know if he, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I I would, at least for next year, I might. Daniel. Um, I mean, I was kind of a more miles Brennan fan, I think than, I don't know about y'all, but maybe most uh, in general. And so I don't think it's the worst option. Um, I think it's much more win now. If uh, Brian Kelly thinks we need to put some like W's on the board and, and not take a a dice roll with someone that we don't know. Uh, But the way the general program seems to be going, I think it's more of a a blow it up and give it to someone new type of situation. So that is what I would think would be more likely. Do Do you like anybody in the portal right now? as a quarterback i i i don't really uh there's there's flashy candy like quinn ewers but then there's also guys like you said there's the guy out of uh those from ucf uh uh what was his name dylan quinn gabriel dylan gabriel. Dylan gabriel thank you uh but then there's also the guy uh, out of nebraska it was uh adrian martinez uh, adrian martinez he was like their all-time uh like total yards leader for the for the school that doesn't really mean anything to us in, in, in Baton Rouge, but uh, I don't know. I mean, that's like, you, you can't, you can't amass that amount of stats if you're, you know, if you're that bad. Uh, and I, you can say that, you know, the rest of Nebraska is just, you know, it's just not happening with Scott Frost. So, you know, it's an, it's another situation. I, I can't imagine why he's transferring out other than he's just, he wants to maybe go somewhere and win something. Cause you know, they're not going to be bowl eligible. Uh, but I don't know. Something like that. Yes. For one year for us. Yes. Do I think it might be fair to Garrett Nussmeyer? Maybe not, but I don't know if he would be ready to take over this fall, this next fall anyway. Well, it's just the fact stays that like, if, if everything goes the way we're going right now, we'll only have two scholarship quarterbacks in this entire team. Like you can't, even if you bring, even if we bring in some guy who's just going to hold a clipboard, like we need to bring in a guy who can hold the clipboard on scholarship. True. Um, I, I, but I don't like Rattler. I don't think there's any chance we get Quinn Ewers just because I think that's it. That would be a huge slap in the face to, to uh, Walker Howard, who was in the same class as him. 
and yeah, was, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's not. He's a Texas guy. He like he's yeah. I, from what I heard, he's homesick for Texas. Like he he went to Ohio State just because of who they were, but like he he and to make money. That that too, that yeah. too. But he's he's he wants to go back to Texas. So it's either going to be probably UT or uh, Texas Tech. But yeah, if we could get another transfer quarterback, yeah, I'd say bring him on. I'm sure Brian Kelly's looking at that, but you know, no, no news yet. Yeah. And then kind of to, to wrap back to the signing day stuff, I think just kind of the general message uh, for LSU is sign the 11 or maybe nine or 10. We don't know exactly how many guys we have on the list right now. Mm-hmm. Keep that secure show that Ryan Kelly can actually get some good players, especially the top five stars. Don't lose anybody. That yeah. And, lose. and then like Will Campbell and, and Walker Howard have both given their assurances that they will be signing. And I think they will, but I mean, you never really can know on the whims of an 18 year old high school kid. Uh, but yeah, if we get that, then I think that'll hopefully convince the rest of like Louisiana's best. And some of the other guys that were committed before that LSU is a, a safe space for, for football and they can return to action here. It, it, it frees up, it frees up both the players like a Walker Howard and a Will Campbell. And then also the the recruiters to say, okay, we've got we've got them. We don't have to talk to them. I mean, obviously you want to talk to them, but we don't have to call them anymore. We don't have to, you know, make sure, hey, guy, you're still with us, right? And and you could focus all efforts onto like a Shaz Preston and uh, Jacoby Matthews and things like that. Yeah, and to sum it up, I think an unsurprising day will be a good day. That's the best. Yeah, that's the best kind of thing we can have. Yeah. Um, well, I, I did want to ask you guys about one other thing. It goes back to the coaching talk. Corey Raymond, did it give you guys a little extra rub? The fact that he went to Florida. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Florida's—they've actually tried to make their claim at the DBU title a little bit, um, yeah. mostly unsuccessfully. But they've had some good defensive back products, and uh, but it is weird going to one of our main rivals. But if he's got the title and the the money or, or whatever he's getting, then there's, you can't really stop him. There's no loyalty in this business. True. Talk to talk to our friend Nick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I would agree. I'd say, wow, Billy Napier. I don't know if he felt slighted by uh, not being considered for LSU. Maybe he thought he should have been. I mean, we all would have been happy with him. But uh, it's like with him bringing Corey over. He's from Louisiana. There's, I think he got somebody else, Jabbar Jaluki, I think. Uh, so I'm wondering if he's just like, you know what. LSU thinks they're going to get somebody and they're going to just put a fence around Louisiana. Uh-uh. I still got ties and I'm going to hire more ties and we're going to take out of there because I'm not going to get everybody out of Florida. Cause I got Miami to contend with and Florida state and, you know, Gus Malzahn at UCF, whoever, uh, by the way, it goes back to other coaching searches. Um, Miami pulled Mario Cristobal from Oregon. So, they have him now. They also pulled Clemson's AD. Uh, and then right after that, uh, Penn, Penn State hired Manny Diaz since he was suddenly looking for a job. Um, I don't know. Those are interesting moves. Uh, I think there's still more dominoes to fall, right? Because Oregon still has to hire somebody. Uh, there's rumors of Chip Kelly going back. I don't know about that. But uh, I heard uh, George's DC. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, and then uh, Jeff Lebby left Miss Ole Miss to go to Oklahoma to be new Oklahoma coach Brent Venables, OC. But, yeah, uh, George's D.C. Uh, to go to Oregon. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, they had a good year. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if, if I was an Oregon fan, I don't know if that'd be a home run hire. I mean, I imagine some guys, you know, some stackies can look at that and think that's a good hire, but I just, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think about how the rest of this shakes out? Because, you know, like you said earlier, Brian Kelly still has to hire the coordinator positions and, I don't know if we would have wanted Manny Diaz, but I don't know. It's like you'd think that we we get some name somewhat of that level, right? Yeah. Um, I still think that there's a – have we heard anything from about Derek Mason? Is he going to be retained at Auburn? I don't know. Have they said anything? Okay, I, I feel like that he might be an option. I know that his, 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 his uh, head was on the chopping block for a while. Uh, with Auburn's fading, you know, his, their, right. their fading defensive performance at the end of the season. So, like, maybe he's a guy to look at. It, it really – I don't think there is, like, especially on the offensive or defensive side of the ball, there aren't I – can't, I can't instantly name, like, a home run hire that, that I would say, you know, go get that guy. Um, right. You know, in the same way that, like, like a Brent Venables, like, a couple of years ago, you would have said, okay, it's, it, he's the best defensive quarter in the game. Or, or Dave Aranda. Um, I think that I, I really hope it's not this, but I kind of feel like it's setting up the, for, for Joe Brady to come back. Although there was a report that Brady wants to stay in the NFL. Is there? Um, okay, well, good. I, so, would, uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Whether the NFL gives him a job is another story, that's but kind of at thing. least that seems to be his personal desire. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think that though, after the, the first few hires that, that Kelly's made, I think, I think whoever he does end up settling on, I think we're going to be in good hands. Yeah. You know, kind of like you say, trust and own. I guess we got to trust in Kelly at this point. Uh, let him build out his staff. Uh, I mean, his record speaks for itself at Notre Dame. It's like, what do you have? Like five straight 10 win seasons. So I, I think the guy knows what he's doing. It may not be a name that we can just immediately go, Oh my God. Yes. Might not be a home run higher in our minds, but again, we just we need the guy that's going to do it instead of the guy that we think is going to do it. So, true. Uh, let's hope let's hope that uh, that, that happens. But uh, do you guys have anything else on the football? I mean, there, like you said, there wasn't uh, you know there's only that one game, so I don't know if there's really any other news that came out other than you know rumors. I think that's it. And the bowls start this Friday, on the seventeenth. So. Uh, be a random some random games to watch there some sometimes they get a little bit of fun oh i love why I'll, I'll watch any bowl for me the bowls are some of the funnest things to watch you get to see the like the empty stadiums and the random like bahamas bowl uh <laughs> all sorts of teams you would never see play so that's exciting but i think that's about it yeah um i did see something that was interesting there was a whole out of hawaii uh the players like had petitioned the university. It's like, they didn't want their coach to coach anymore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you, you think uh, the fans have some sort of say in, like, Oh, we want this guy out, but no, like the players uh, had, had started to stand up against uh, their coach. And I mean, they're going to play in a bowl game in Hawaii, the, the one they usually play in, but yeah, the, the, the players were just coming out in mass against their coach. You know, I guess he's just the way he's talking to people, talking to other coaches, uh, it's just kind of bizarre. So they 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 don't like the guy. So yeah. 
that, that'll be interesting to see. So keep your eyes on Hawaii, see if that happens. But um, I know that one coach that probably does have his players backing is doing pretty well. And that's, uh, that's Will Wade. He's got the Tigers at 9-0. and um, Looked like it was going to be 8-1 because they were playing against Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech came out on fire against them, mm-hmm. or you could say LSU was just very, very, very watered down. But they, they turned it around right before half, I would say. And then, uh, you know, they just carried it on into the second half, and they had a really good win. I don't know if you guys were able to watch it. I was able to watch uh, the first half, and I was yeah. just shaking my head, like, what are we doing? There's just so many turnovers. The defense was still, you know, okay, uh, but there was just, like, the offense just could not hit. I think it was that after, once they hit the 15-minute mark in the first half, they only had, like, five points. It was just really sad. Um, and then eventually they turned it around. They went on like a, I think a 14-0 run to end the half, got them back. They're still losing like 34 to 30 at half. But after that, they just continued and, uh, and turned around and uh, stole the victory out of the jaws of defeat in the uh, in this hoops, what is it? Hoops giving classic, whatever it is. That was um, so weird that they called that when it's like after it's Thanksgiving. Way after Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I watched the game. Like you said, it was very stressful at the beginning. It, it looks like a team that hadn't played in, I think, nine days. Uh, there, was yeah. a lit, there was a lid on the bucket, and they were just playing sloppy. Thankfully, the defense uh, collapsed on Georgia Tech, especially in the second half, and held the Yellow Jackets to 19 in the half. Um, but, so, yeah, it went from, like, a 15-point deficit to a 16-point win, which was quite shocking. Um, but, yeah, we'll wait keeping it going nine and oh i think we mentioned last week that there was like 12 undefeated teams that list is down to seven uh so and like you mentioned we're the only undefeated team in the sec and it looks i mean we're playing northwestern state and louisiana tech this week so unless disaster strikes we'll keep on to 11 and no which is good Are but yeah both at the at the assembly center uh northwestern state is at home uh tech is in Bossier city huh. uh some something but yeah, LSU just needs to kind of clean up the turnovers, like you mentioned, and improve on the three-point shooting. Because like twenty-one turnovers against like Alabama or uh, Kentucky, that's not really going to get the job done. No, not at all. But but the defense overall has been very good. Um, yeah. They have, according to Kim Palm, the third best defense in the country, which would be shocking last year when our average score was like ninety to eighty-five. Although we did have Cam Thomas who did not play defense <laughs> that's true um but i mean i guess whatever gets the gets the job done is is what you need so yeah exciting times yeah and also they well they the tigers were averaging 80 points themselves per game i mean they only got to 69 this time but i mean that's that's still pretty good considering you know they they're looked at as like a more of a defensive team but i mean they they did hold their own on that i mean they held georgia tech to under 60 points which has been every pretty much every game but one and that one game what did they score uh 61 points in an overtime game so i i think it's pretty safe to say that lsu has a pretty good defense and uh that's going to win them some games when the offense may not be there it's like you remember last year we were talking about darius days being like some you know uh some factor where if you know if he if he got double digits in points you know if he had a good game that means LSU would win. And it was it was like a proven fact, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this this year, I don't know. I think it's a little, there's a little bit more leeway considering the supporting cast around him. Like, he didn't score in double digits, but he had a double digits rebound. 
uh, in this past game against Georgia Tech. So maybe that's still in play to where how, how good of a, a game Darius Days has. It may not be points, but it's just other factors that, you know, contributes to the overall success of the Tigers. Yeah, and and to that point, I think the commentator on the game last night at the end mentioned that LSU had won 24 straight when they held the other team to less than 70 points, which that was pretty crazy to me. Uh, but, I mean, I guess it's all of the season plus – uh, at the end of last year when we were playing pretty well. So if the defense steps up, then, then we do good as long as we can just put the ball in, in the bucket. And so, yeah, exciting. I'll be watching uh, the games this week and yeah. then keep on moving up. I, I would expect LSU to move up in the rankings when they come out tomorrow. Probably we'll slot somewhere around 20 or so. So uh, good times. Yeah. So did you see there was this one timeout where Will Wade was just fuming at his players. I don't know. I, I saw the, the the video of that. Could you just imagine what was going on at halftime? <laughs> I mean, he, he turned him around, uh, yeah. but like, just, just seeing that on the sideline, that was just, ugh, that was a little ugly. Did you guys see that? I didn't see the video, but I know Will Wade oh. can, uh, he can light into his players. Oh, definitely. Uh, so yeah, I mentioned that halftime speech was very, very inspiring. Uh, yeah, hopefully. I mean, they, they were saying he uh, – I saw some story that uh, Cody Warsham put out about him traveling and just watching game film. You know, and the, he was on a private jet, I guess. And, you know, he was just reacting to what the game film he saw against uh, when they played Ohio. And the captain, like, re- yelled back, uh, you're right back there, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, just watching another turnover against Ohio. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Will Wade takes his – very seriously yeah well that's what you want <laughs> sure I, absolutely um i don't know man that's that's kind of all i had you know there's lsu football news coaching uh recruits all that all the other stuff that happened in college football then of course you know the tigers uh extending their uh unbeaten streak do you guys have anything else i think that's it i think that wraps it up well okay I guess that'll do it for us here on a, on a Sunday night. Um, tune in next week. We'll have uh, two more Tigers games to go through. Hopefully some more LSU coaching announcements. Uh, we'll of course have early signing day uh, outcomes, finalizations, who all signed on the dotted line early enough to, to be a Tiger and join on this, this new historic ride with Brian Kelly. We'll see. Uh, again, I don't know. Like like you guys said, it may not be this this week. They may some may wait until February, but it, you know it should be interesting because no one has to commit uh, this week. But we'll we'll see who does, and we will deliver that news to you next week on the next edition of Talking Tigs. But until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.